Singers. I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We return today to Matthew chapter 27, verses 51 through 53, his account of the events that took place at the moment of our Lord's death. On our previous study, our focus was on the veil of the temple, which separated the Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple, being torn in two from top to bottom. Now today, we will focus on the earthquake and the result of this quake. This event is mentioned only by Matthew. We can only wish that more had been told. But from Matthew's brief statement here in verse 51, we can see that this earthquake was an intelligent quake, not haphazard, because the graves were opened by it, but just the graves of the saints. Then Matthew states, after the resurrection of Christ, these saints went into the holy city and were seen by many witnesses. Now, here, once again, are verses 51 through 53, and Matthew writes, At that moment, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. There was an earthquake, the rocks split, and the graves opened, and many of God's saints were raised from sleep, and coming out of their graves after his resurrection, they entered the holy city, where many saw them. Mighty God, let every melody out of my mouth sing praise. 
Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. For a number of programs now, I have focused on the crucifixion of Jesus. Jesus' final trial was under Pilate, the Roman prefect of Judea. The place was called the Praetorium. It isn't quite certain where this was located, perhaps at the Palace of Herod near the Jaffa Gate, or probably at the Castle of Antonia at the northwest corner of the temple area. Jesus was taken from the Praetorium to the cross to Calvary, or Golgotha. The place of Golgotha and the tomb where Jesus was buried is also debated. It might be what is called Gordon's Calvary with the tomb nearby, or the Mount of Olives with several tombs on its slopes, or the traditional site under the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. The traditional route followed by Christian pilgrims begins near the present so-called Echo Homo Arch in the vicinity of the Convent of the Sisters of Zion. Excavations under the convent have uncovered remains of what appears to be a part of the castle of Antonia. The pilgrims follow what is called the Via Dolorosa, or the Way of Sorrows, in a westerly direction to the traditional site, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. There are 14 stations which represent various stages in Jesus' experience on the way to the cross. While every pilgrim should know that the modern path is certainly not the one Jesus walked. In fact, it is many feet above the original one. Yet the events of that terrible and wonderful day become more vivid when walked in the context and place of the city of Jerusalem where they actually happened. Well, Jesus was nailed to the cross and there he died. In connection with his death and resurrection, three tremendous things happened. I spoke about the first yesterday. Matthew writes in chapter 27, 51 to 53, these words. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. The tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs and after Jesus' resurrection they went into the holy city and appeared to the people. The veil or curtain in the temple tore the moment Christ died. That symbolized the obsolescence of the temple and the rituals. There was no point anymore of going through the rituals and laws in order to enter God's presence once a year on the Day of Atonement. Open and free access to God was now through Christ, not through rituals and laws. Christ had fulfilled the laws. Every Christian ought to make far more use of the tremendous fact that access to God is not restricted in any way. One does not have to go through a formula of do's and don'ts to get into his presence. One simply comes to God through Christ. Christ is both Savior for the sinner and intercessor for the believer. The second great event that occurred at the moment Christ died was the earthquake. The earth shook and the rocks split. It is possible that God used the earthquake to tear the curtain and also to open the graves. 
a geological fault does run under the Temple Mount, and the Muslim graves nearby have been damaged by earthquakes over the years. The third event poses some difficulties. I want to read from the New American Standard Bible, verses 52 and 53. They read, And the tombs were opened, and many of the bodies of the saints that had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. At the moment Christ died, the curtain tore, the earth quaked, and the rocks split, and the tombs were opened. The resurrection of many dead, however, did not occur until after Jesus was raised several days later. According to Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 15, 20 and 23, Christ's resurrection is called the first fruits. Paul's words are, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. But each in his own turn, Christ, the first fruits, then, when he comes, those who belong to him. The first sheaf of the harvest was waved before the Lord in a ceremony called the first fruits. The first sheaf was particularly dedicated and offered to the Lord, and it signified and guaranteed that there was a whole crop that belonged to the Lord. When Jesus was raised, he was the first fruits. His resurrection was the guarantee that there is a whole group who possess his life who will also be raised. These few who were raised right after Jesus was a sample of what is yet to come. Although not stated by Matthew, perhaps the dead who were raised were probably some of the Old Testament or intertestamental godly people, saints. This would lend support to the idea that the Old Testament and other pre-Christian saints will be raised at the same time in the future as the New Testament believers. This means, too, that the pre-Christian believer's resurrection depends on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'll speak much more about the resurrection on the programs to follow. Whether these resurrected believers were like Lazarus or like Jairus' daughter or the son of the widow of Nain, all of whom Jesus raised, isn't stated. If they were, then they would go through the process of death again. Some suggest that these were given their glorified bodies at this time and they ascended later. These details are not given to us but more in the days ahead. The cross was an earth-shaking event in more ways than one. Sin and the devil were defeated at Calvary. Christ died, but at the same time was victorious over death. His life is available for everyone who wants it, simply by receiving it as a gift. Inside.
of Creative Encounters. Her mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.